Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Stuart. We talk every week about the reality of running property businesses. Stuart runs a portfolio of co-living properties with a six-figure turnover. And Simon owns Bytelets and created Patma, a leading portfolio management software system and a source of property market insights. Please do open the show notes and find the link to join our BOP mailing list. And we will very soon be sending out our next monthly market insights email, completely free of charge. Just a, a, a very quick overview of the current property market for you on that BOP mailing list. Now, this week, we are going to talk about agents, as in estate agents. This came out of a, a, a couple of recent experiences that, that Stuart has had, but also thoughts around the fact that currently selling property is taking longer. It's taking longer from the point at which you put it on the market to the point at which you actually accept a successful offer. But even then, it's still taking an exceptionally long time to actually complete on that sale. And a number are still falling through. The, the fall-through rate is actually sort of quite high versus historic records or historic trends. So it is, it is really important that you, you do as much as you can up front to verify, to verify that your, your buyer is, is good and will, will hopefully last the trials and tribulations that are to come and actually go all the way through to completion. And one of the keys to getting a, a good buyer and a good sale experience is, of course, the estate agent. They, they hold such a, a pivotal role in the whole process getting it started, and then holding it together as it goes on as well. So they really do, do play a very important role. And given that that role is so important, you, you would hope that the experience you have with them as a customer would, would be good from the beginning. Unfortunately, that, that isn't always the case. Now, we've talked a little tiny bit about this, this first story previously on, on, a, on another episode. But why, why don't you give us a, a catch-up from the start again, Stuart? Yeah, and I'd like to frame this within the context of it's, this is not going to turn into a Simon and Stuart moaning about a state agent session. At least oh, that's what we're going to try. <laughs> we'll try. We'll very much try because I think, as Simon has just said, it's really important because it's about finding the right agent. So I think we, we are going to try and conclude on this about you know, what what we can do to almost – run due diligence on the agent to make sure that we're going to use the right people to support the, the things that Simon's just talked about. And my, my, so I've got, two, I've got two experiences right now because we're, I'm selling one property in the southwest and looking to sell one property in the southwest and also one in south London. So need a couple of agents to do that, or do I? But the first agent, uh, I, I made a point of working with an agent that – is the owner, so I deal with the owner of the agent. It's a it's a it's a high street agent in that they're on a high street. It's not necessarily a name that everybody would know. And this is in the southwest. It's a smaller independent agent. Is perhaps what you're trying to say. That's yep. That's it. We, we are not going to name them though, for reasons you may discover or for reasons you may realise in a moment. <laughs> well, just yeah, just in the interests of kindness. But but the point is, they are on a, on, on a main high street within the town, so it's not like they're a, you know a back street hidden. And 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 basically, I contacted them because uh, they sell. Well, they certainly advertise a lot of properties in the area. They know HMO properties. 
Uh, they deal with investment properties, so they felt like the right agent for me. But alarm bells started ringing when I asked to put on the, the, the property on the market, had signed the form, and the first I kind of knew of it was when I actually went on to right move to find the property. Uh, I don't think I'd been explicitly told that that had happened, but it had happened. And okay, that's great. However, and this is the bit that we touched on in the previous episode, was that when I opened the, the right move link, and I, and I pretty much did that live on the podcast, was that I was really, really disappointed. I think disappointed is, is the true British word. But I was unhappy with the photos. Basically, the first photo showed the front, the face here, the front of the house, looked looked awful because I hadn't been down that street for a little while. And basically, we had an issue with the gutter, leaked down the front of the house. And the, the, the house is a kind of a light yellow colour. But the, you, know, you can imagine dark gunk that's leaked from a from a gutter that's now stained the top half of the building. So curb appeal, one out of 10. None of the photos were, were, were great. And that's not necessarily the photographer's fault, nor the agent's fault. The tenants hadn't made the beds, and I wouldn't necessarily say it's the, the, the photographer's position to, to either make them or, or ask them to be made, and that was a conversation we had then. However, as an agent that had then received those photos, what I would have expected was someone to say, look, these are the photos. I would suggest that they're not the best photos. So we can either go with this if you just want to punt it because it's an investment property, or you can make the arrangements. Now, none of that happened. It just all went straight on to right move. I opened it as I would a, a potential investor. And my first reaction was, ugh. <laughs> and, and I'm the owner of the property. Yeah, that's, that's not really what you're looking for, is it? <laughs> <laughs> not the reaction you're going for when you're trying to sell something. And obviously, I mentioned this to the to the agent and said, look, I'm not overly happy with the photos and I appreciate one of them is my issue. And being the person that I am, I've already spoken to my builder who has quoted me and will paint the front. So if if you think it's the right thing to do, we can just take the photos down, take the, the listing off and I can rectify that. I also contacted, and, and again, this I wasn't asked to do any of this, and I'm not saying we should be asked, but I had to do this of my own accord. I then spoke with the letting agent and said, number one, can you let the, uh, and obviously we'd already done this, but let the tenants know that the property is going to go onto the market. And also what that means, we're going to have viewing. So can you please, in the best way possible, ask them to certainly on the days of viewings, make sure that the house is in an orderly manner, I think is the best way of phrasing it, but basically make your blooming beds, right? The agent, uh, the letting agent said, yeah, no problem. I've already contacted them and they've agreed. Okay. So, so those are the things that had happened after the listing had gone online, which personally I would have liked to have done before. However, after a week and a half, I've yeah, I think the phrase now is I've heard crickets, so like literally nothing. After a week and a half, phone the agent. Agent answers. I said, have we got any viewings? No, I would have called you if we did. Okay. Would they really have? <laughs> have, to, have to wonder. Yeah, it, it, anyway, in this sorry. scenario, we would have wondered. I'll call you if we do. I have had, uh, you know, the, the one thing was that they said we'd have a, we've had a couple of calls. One, one as a residential buyer they've gone you know they've disappeared and, and one was just an inquiry okay but we'll let you know when we've got viewings another 
week and a half passes. I've still heard nothing. So I now email the owner of the business and say, yeah, what, what, what's the latest? And essentially, the very sort of succinct email that I received back was, if we get viewings, I will contact you, which, which I translated as, please don't call us, we'll call you. But there was no other information around that. Now, I'm not an unreasonable man. And what I, what I didn't want people thinking is that I'm not expecting them to have had floods of inquiries. Well, I would want a lot of inquiries but or, or lots of viewings. But what I would expect is some information to go around that, around, you know, some you know, external factors. Anyway, there was nothing. And at that time, I just thought, OK, you, you, you crack on. Exactly. I think what you would have hoped for is is some guidance on the market so so yes they, they might well say no we've had no viewings yet but they could say oh and it's really quiet at the moment based on our current experience you might expect it to be a few weeks before you get a viewing or you might expect only one or two inquiries a week at the moment in this market or or something just just some just guidance something and so another Another week passes and I've still heard nothing. So, you know, I think we've been probably not been on the market that long, probably only three weeks. So I'm probably asking a bit too much. But I then followed up with the owner and said, you know, I I had to assume that we've got no viewings because I've heard nothing. You said you'd contact me. So I said, I've assumed we've heard nothing. And I'm surprised that in three weeks we haven't had one viewing because because, again, I think if if there was an expectation that the market is really quiet and slow, I mean, and then this is the unfortunate thing. When do agents actually say, yeah, the market's really slow and quiet now, so maybe don't come with us. But, you know, that, that's, that's not a typical selling tactic. <laughs> but so then I asked the questions over email. Would you say this is typical right now that we shouldn't have any views? Or are there any f- other factors to be considered? How, are we having conversations with pr- prospective buyers? Anything else I should be aware of, of what's happening in the market? I mean, I'm now asking these questions and... Essentially, uh, the response was no viewing requests to actually see the property in person. And then, and then, much to my surprise, I think, uh, and this is what came back from the I think it would be wise for the redecoration of the front of the house to happen and then maybe tidy up the property for new photos. And I'm thinking, three weeks has elapsed. You know, three weeks on the market before you've suggested the very thing that actually I went away and did on day one, you know, and and unfortunately for the agent, they then said, I, I would propose suspending the advertising of your property. Now, I don't know about you, Simon, but, you know, I, I've got these certain things in my head. And I think if you've put the property on the market and three weeks later are suggesting to your client that you take it off the market, I don't know about you, and I'm interested in you, but I feel like the agent has made it made the problem there because surely if he thinks it should come off the market after three weeks, it probably shouldn't have gone on. I think that's probably a safe assumption. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much it really matters these days in terms of getting that, that initial launch interest because the market is a little bit quieter and obviously people come along and, and search on right move anytime rather than necessarily having alerts set up for things but i'm sure there is some importance to that launch factor and 
especially if you're looking at investment properties, people will be more aware of looking for properties that have been on the market for a while. They might be using the, the Patma browser extension to help them do this and, and actually have that, that tracking, that information, that price history sort of data to hand. And a property that's hanging around doesn't look so good. So it, it, it does matter that you get it right first time. And I, I completely agree because I think, I think as an investor, so as an investor myself, if I saw that property online, I'd look at it and go, hmm, not great. But, it, you know, problem equals negotiation, right, in terms of when we're looking to buy. So I agree. I, I think if I was the owner of this property and I thought, I don't want to spend money on painting it and I can't be bothered to let the tenants, I, I think we could just leave it and punt it. I, I think that would be fine. But I'd expect to lose... I don't know what the number is, but let's say five to 10% of my asking price just because I can't be bothered to do those things. And then at some stage, they'll probably negotiate me down because they say we've got to paint the front of the house and that's going to cost me X thousand pounds. So I accept that. So I, I completely agree with you. And I think the, but the point is that the agent is basically saying, well, we put it on the market, but yeah, now, now that nothing's happening, maybe you should do this stuff. And for me, that just shows a... a a complete lack of proactivity, number one, and also just a reticence to to help people. So when I pay someone 1.5% or whatever the number is, I'm actually expecting not just, you know, we all talk about the photographs, the marketing, and I'm interested to see what comes back at them when I terminate this contract. And I should get that email out before this podcast comes out. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just in which case. Which it will, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> I'll tell everyone about the legal case, <laughs> the court case one yeah, well, <laughs> uh, when that happens. But, you know, I, we ex- what I expect uh, over and above the market, you know, and at the end of the day, we talk about marketing, but ultimately most people now, most, okay, you might put something up in your window of your shop front, but really we're just talking about circulating that property on the portals, you know, right, move and super. And I, I know I can do that myself now. And, now, you know, I am considering that. But that's a different conversation. But for me, it was just the, the kind of like, it, you know, it's a bit like I see in, in employment. You know, if, 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 we, if I employed someone as a manager, if I bring someone in and I think they do a really bad job and they're not being great, and after two weeks I think this person needs to be removed, I know that that wasn't the person's fault. That was my fault as an employer that I've made a mistake. Now, if, if over a long period of time, if it's six months plus, then I have to say, well, actually, I think that's on them if they've got worse. But actually, so in this scenario, I thought, it's really just like the estate agent just putting their hands up and saying, yeah, yeah, we kind of made a mistake. You probably should have done all that stuff and, and maybe I should have mentioned it because I actually said to the agent, shall we do all of these things? And he just said, it'll kind of be fine. Three weeks later, it's kind of not fine as far as he's concerned. I'm thinking, okay, well, if, you, if, if you're not clear on that, I don't think you're the right agent for me. So on that note, we have Oops. now spent over 10 minutes complaining <laughs> about estate agents. <laughs> so we have another story. This is your story again, Stuart. Take a deep breath, compose yourself. And now, is this going to be a good or bad story? Very positive. So we've talked about the good, the bad, and the indifferent. Well, you've just heard about the bad and the indifferent. But the good is dealing with, and I'm going to name this company because they've been very good. So far, we haven't put the property on the market. So I've got a property in Croydon. I asked for a connection from one of the guys in our co-working office uh, runs a house building company and they use move revolution he emailed them as a company within minutes they'd already responded to say thanks for the introduction hello Stuart blah 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 and 
connected me with the senior sales negotiator there. And she essentially said to me, yeah, it's great to meet you. I can come out and look at the property next Tuesday. I mean, this was on like the Wednesday or the Thursday. And I was like, wow, okay, this is all happening a bit quick. I've got tenants in there. I need to make arrangements. And I was kind of tentative, but she kind of just pushed it through. So that gave me a really good indication about number one, sort of professionalism, and number two, ambition to get a property. So that that was um, yeah, some really positive vibes I was getting there. And then we met at the property and you know, thoroughly professional, really good. I had a walk around the property and then we had a yeah, quick sit down afterwards just to talk about because in in this area of South London there's a lot going on we've got a two-stroke three-bedroom flat this is the one that where we had to get the external wall survey so we've had it it's a flip project that we've had for three and a half years and there is a there are a lot of flats in this area now there's a lot a, a big saturation but interestingly I said to to the to the agent you know what's your view on the market right now deliberate open question just keen to get something back and she said, well, do you know what, Stuart? It's a bit strange. It's a really strange market right now. She said, I wouldn't say it's busy. It's certainly not busy. But she said, I wouldn't say it was quiet. And she said, it, so it's, it sounds like a wishy-washy answer. She said, but the thing is, we're taking properties and we are selling properties, not always as quickly as we'd like. And it really just struck me as a very... Well, an honest answer about where this, and because I agreed, because I, of course, like you and I do, we, we we keep an eye on the market. And I thought, I and whether I agreed or not is not really relevant. But I just thought, yeah, that felt really honest to me about what was going on. And I said, and before I'd even told her about this, the, the previous experience that I just had, I said, so just tell me about how you, as a business, are currently approaching, you know, sales. And she said. She said, you know what? The thing is right now, we have to be really proactive. She said, we have to pick up the phones and call people. And she said, to be honest, for the last two years, I think we've all got on a bit lazy because the market's been so hot that our phones have been ringing. She said, that is not happening anymore. And there's obviously implications around that again, which I'm sure we'll talk about in future podcasts. But she said, so we have to be really proactive. She said, I've got, you know, we've obviously got a database and I call those people. We've got investors, we've got the home buyers. She said, but I know that we have to make calls now. And, and you know, that just really struck me as a, yeah, because that was my experience. And then I shared my experience. And I just said, and of course, I didn't share anything uh, specifically, but I just said, yeah, I've had a bit of an experience. And she said, the challenge is that a lot of agents aren't ready for that. And a lot of agents you know, aren't looking to to make the sales because they haven't had to. So, you know, of course, as always, the proof will be in the pudding. But the words so far are are all of the things that, you know, we want to hear as someone that's about to put a property onto the market. Indeed, indeed. So their valuation, have you had that back? And, And was it what you were hoping? Yeah, it was very positive. And the conversations that we had around that was that, so, so we got valuation. I had a price in my head. So now I'm going to share the numbers very quickly with people. So we bought this flat for 230000 And we've, we've, we've spent about, well, actually, the truth is, in terms of the works, we spent about 15 to 20K on it. But the interest costs and the investor payments have, have, have spiraled out of control. Now, we want somewhere around originally 350. Uh, that sounds really good. But I can tell you now, we'll, we'll, we'll wash our face. But if we get somewhere between 330, 350, anywhere around the 330 mark, we'll be happy. 
And you know, I, I said to her, and, and again, I tried to work transparently with people. I said, look, we're really keen to get a good sale price. We're motivated. I said, but we're not so motivated that we'll sell it for a price that I'm not happy with. So to be really clear, if I had to hold on to this for another couple of years, I wouldn't be chuffed, but it's something I'm more than prepared to do. So that gives you my level of motivation. Equally, we want to price this at the right price where we think it will sell, but I don't want to undervalue it just to try and get a quick sell. So, you know, and she acknowledged all of that. And then she sort of told me a story about that, how they operate was, you know, and again, I think it was a good credibility story from her was she said, well, I had a property here that was on for making up numbers, let's say 325. And she said it hadn't sold for six weeks. uh, So we hadn't had any offers after six weeks. And the owner said to me, shall we drop the price? And she said, you know what, we looked at it and and their view was that we just hadn't had the right buyer. And again, that was good language to me because I, I totally understand that having sold a few, in, you know, over the last few years is that sometimes you do just have to wait for the right buyer. And she said, so on that occasion, she said that they just advised, no, just keep it at the same price because we looked at all the comparables. We'd looked at the recent sold listings. Obviously, they've got all of the up-to-date data on that. And she felt that that was the market price. And she said, and, and it's serendipitous, lucky that, you know, within a few weeks, they had two buyers came in, both offered the asking price, and they sold at that price. And, and I thought, of course, that's a great story for them. But at least, and also that completely aligns with what we want to hear, which is, look, I'm happy if we need to knock 5, 10k off to, to get a sale. But equally, if it's just a case that those people aren't in the market, we'd like the advice. And that's why we get estate agents. We're expecting their experience and knowledge to be brought to the table, not just to stick something on right move and wait for the phone to ring. Yeah, that that, that scenario, that story reminds me of, of something I've, I've been thinking around in the, the rental market as well for a while. And I think it's a, the same situation. So last year, the sales market was crazy. And you just put a, put a property on the portals and, and you sold it within a few days. And currently with the rental market, that's the case. You, you put a property up for rent and you've got more inquiries than you can handle within within a few hours, and, and you can rent it within a few days. But it wasn't that long ago that you would put a property up for rent, and you would have a, a sort of gradual trickle of inquiries over a couple of weeks, and you'd have a couple of viewings, and you might have an offer or two, and, and you would actually sort of be looking for the right tenant. You You wouldn't have tens of them falling over themselves to to try and get the property you would actually have to go through a process where you don't expect it to to rent sell whatever immediately but you do have to wait for the right person and yeah it does sometimes take a little bit of time and I, i think when we have to return to that in the rental market just as people are already returning to that in the sales market it's a bit strange and and people forget and and you do have to remember that you've this is how it how it how it used to be and perhaps how it normally is and you do have to sort of return to that that way of thinking and that way of approaching yeah. things again and you just reminded me of the of the other thing that i thought was really proactive that I, I tend to take for granted but we absolutely shouldn't which is that if someone phones up for a property and i and i get this all the time and this is a this is a really simple thing for for anyone to do with an agent if you're selling with them is phone up 
but ask for a property that's not your property, but but similar. So if you're selling a three bed house, terraced house in a certain area, phone up for a property that they've got on the market for that, that, that you can see is sold subject to contract or something, and just phone them up and see what they say. Because the good agent, and I'm going to name them again, Move Revolution, she said that's exactly what they do. She said we have a number of calls where they'll phone up for a property and they'll also say, okay, well that, you can go and see this property, but we also have property X, Y, and Z that also fit those criteria. Do you want to, you might as well come and see those. Now, you and I might take that, I take that, certainly take that for granted, that that should just happen. But again, if we think about our experience with agents, we know that that probably doesn't happen as much as it should in terms of the proactivity to get one sold because it takes effort. It takes effort to do that. You know, it's just little things like that 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 we can do prior to, you know, signing a contract with an agent is just check those things out. Just see how proactive they are. If you phone up for a property, are they just book it, just going to just, are they order takers and, uh, and just going to book you? Are they just reservation keepers? So do you just say, and I, I, I would say 99% of the properties I go and see, I'll say, can I see property X? Yep, what time? And that just gets booked in. No other questions are asked about what I'm looking for. Some do it, don't get me wrong, some do do it. We don't want this to be a moaning session, but but they're the things I think, you know, as, as uh, uh, and again, you know, I've clearly just made that mistake. But I think there's some some good things in there that, that as buyers, investors, that we, we that we should take into our conversations with agents. Indeed. And I think we are out of time. Despite the fact you said you, you didn't want this to be a moaning session, I'm not convinced people having listened this far will agree that you succeeded on that. But moving on, we are finishing up. And I would just like to put out another reminder. Please do open the show notes, find the link to join our BOP mailing list, and we will be sending out the next property market email very soon. So please do go and join that now. And other than that, if you want to get in touch with us, provide your your letting agent, estate agent, horror stories, or great successes, please do. You can always email us on show at thebusinessofproperty.com. And Stuart and I will talk to you again next week.